1: Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com, that's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, I conclude my visit with Peter Gaiman, discussing artificial intelligence from a biblical worldview. You can reach out to me to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast anytime at this email, radio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Support for the Plumb Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Support for the Plumb Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. And by Charles McLucas Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com.
2: Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors, we're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. On
1: today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I'm joined by Dr. Peter Gaiman once again. Peter is a professor of Old Testament and Biblical Languages at Shepherds Theological Seminary in Cary, North Carolina. We're talking about artificial intelligence from a biblical worldview. And if you missed the first broadcast on this, you can find that at places where you go for podcasts. Take Spotify, for example. Just go there, put in the plumb line with Jay Rudolph, and you'll be able to find that. And it probably uses some sort of artificial intelligence to help you find that, I suppose. Right, Peter?
2: It's everywhere.
1: <laughs> it sure is. So that is our subject here, and we talked about that on that first portion. If you missed it, you can listen back to that. Uh, how it is ubiquitous. Um, that's a big word. I didn't. I don't know where that came from. I'm not usually in <laughs> big words. Hopefully, I used that correctly there. So, but anyway, it's all around. It's available everywhere, and we're utilizing it sometimes without even realizing it. That's kind of artificial intelligence in our world today. But it also has its advantages. It's got some great things about it. it also has some things that are very concerning. And so I want to kind of start this segment. You had mentioned in the first broadcast that many of the big players in this artificial intelligence development hold to a a non-biblical worldview, and we're trying to look at this from a biblical worldview, but yet the technology that they develop is something that we can still utilize, and so I wanted to have you expand upon that a little bit more, if you would.
2: Yeah, and I think just to remind us of what's going on here, artificial intelligence is At this point, at least, really in control of a small group of wealthy and politically motivated individuals. We'll say that way. And, and this is, this has nothing to do with the conspiracy. This is just the way that it is. You have Silicon Valley, you know, the tech gurus. These are the ones who are controlling the push behind artificial intelligence. And what that means is that their worldviews are being imbibed in the system itself. And this is just so important to understand is that there is a bias in the technological sector. Lots of people have observed this. It was happening before artificial intelligence. It just becomes all the more obvious now that we have artificial intelligence to play with. And there's so many ways you can, I remember the first time I really saw this on display, I was just, you know, doing some random searches to see what was capable. And I remember talking. To chat GPT, I talk like like it's my friend, you know, it's just like, well, it seems like it sometimes it's so real, but I was chatting to ChatGPT and I said, okay, ChatGPT, I want to see what you're capable of. Give me five reasons why we shouldn't support transgender surgeries or something like that. Uh, I bring that up because you and I had some discussions on that earlier, but I think that might've been the first time mm-hmm. I was on your show. And so I was like, okay, what's ChatGPT going to say about that? Give me five reasons. Why we shouldn't support that. And of course, I have those in my mind because I've done a lot of studying about, you know, the dangers that are involved with that. And guess what ChatGPT tells me? ChatGPT says, we are not going to support bigoted, you know, like anti transgender phobia, (laughs) you know, whatever. And it's just like, you know, we, we support that. I'm like, whoa. Okay. I know that ChatGPT is aware of all in all of its research, what people say are reasons not to, but they have put in parameters. The people in control have put parameters in place saying ChatGPT is not allowed to give help to regard to reason or, or to make information concise in these areas. But I flipped it around and said, Give me five reasons why one should support transgender surgeries. And boom, it was very helpful and able to assist with regard to that. Mm-hmm. And so you say, Okay, wow, you know, so, so you are you're willing to, to help out. With regard to promoting transgender surgeries which have some tremendous dangerous side effects and people need to be warned about that but you're not willing to you know give the cautions and and the dangers associated with that but it's even it's not just on a cultural level or a moral level but it's also on a political level too and this won't surprise people but I remember on a similar vein I said you know compose a 16-line poem praising Donald Trump as the greatest president in the United States history. Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump is the greatest president in history. I'm just, for the sake of the argument, that's what I wanted ChatGPT to do. And so ChatGPT said, sorry, I don't want to get involved in politics, and that's that's not a good idea. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> well, okay, give me a 16-line poem that praises Joe Biden as the greatest president in United States history. Well, guess what? here comes Chad GVT with a (laughs) 16-line poem praising Joe Biden as the greatest president in the United States history. You're like, okay, guys. I mean, come on. This is pretty overt and obvious bias. And everyone knows this. It's a fact of life. And unfortunately, the reality is that some of the younger generation who are growing up in this world, maybe they don't have parents or, or church leaders who are telling them these things. And so sometimes... These kids are growing up in school. They're, you know, checking things on chat GPT. They don't know any different. And so it's basically a kind of indoctrination. So again, like I said in the first segment, I'll say again, I think that there's tremendous benefit that we can glean from artificial intelligence. But at the same time, this is one of the many dangers that we really need to be aware of that there's, there's a bias here. And if we're not aware of it, we're being influenced regardless.
0: Yeah,
1: which I guess makes me think, too, then, that we as followers of Christ need to do exactly what you and I are doing right now, point out to anyone who will listen to us, even if they won't listen to us, we'll try to point it out anyway, this reality, because there are a lot of people who can be deceived thinking that AI has always got the the answers.
2: Yeah, and I would say that unless—I mean, this goes back to what Jesus told his disciples. He said you need to be— innocent, yes, but you need to be shrewd as serpents. That's what he told them. And I think that that's where the church lacks a lot of times is our discernment really just goes out the window. And I I think maybe we just assume that people who are not Christians are going to act like Christians, but that needs to be something that we just really (laughs) process is that we should expect non-believers to act like non-believers.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to get into another area of this, and we'll spend probably the last segment of the broadcast here dealing with the the good things and how Christians can kind of harness this technology for the gospel and things like that. But probably the number one thing that I hear is, how it seems like all of this advance and development of artificial intelligence is leading up to the end times, whether somehow this will end up being the mark of the beast eventually and, and all those things. And so I wanted to have you just talk about your thoughts on that.
2: I will say it this way. From a big-picture perspective, it's always tempting to see the, the latest fad or the latest technological advance as playing into the end times scenario. And I just would caution the listeners, that has been going on since the time of Christ. You know, people have always seen the next greatest development or the significant cultural shift or shifting Middle Eastern scene. And they said, this is it. Within five years, it's going to happen for sure. Because now, and listen, that's always been going on. And I would just urge caution on that because we don't want to be the people who cry wolf. What the New Testament teaches is that we need to be ready at any moment. And whether or not artificial intelligence plays into what's going to take place at the end of the world, I'm not sure. And I would say if anybody says that they are 100% sure on that, I would say you probably need to find somebody else to listen to because you can't be sure about those things. It's entirely possible that artificial intelligence is utilized in some sort of end-time scenario. I mean, you just think about one of the things that is definitely prevalent in China right now, and I hate to say it, but it's becoming more prevalent in places like Canada, and possibly even the United States as well, is this massive amount of control that governments have over their citizens and the utilization of AI helps with that. So I could certainly see, I I believe that there's going to be an antichrist who comes and establishes relative dominion over most of the world. And one of the things that I could see that could help him in that is artificial intelligence because artificial intelligence has the capacity to monitor so much and to keep so much under control on an automated schedule uh, without having human involvement. And so I, I could see that being involved, but are we sure about that? No, and I think we can be honest and say that there's nothing in Scripture that would make me say, hey, this has to be the mark of the beast or anything like that. I would just urge caution on those fronts while at the same time saying, you know, the New Testament says we need to be watchful, we need to be waiting, and that Christ could return at any time and these next phases of Earth's history would take place immediately, and so we need to be ready for that. Mm.
1: Take that one step farther here, and it's something I've dealt with in a couple other broadcasts about this before, and I know I have said this personally that I would not uh, take – Something you know a microchip under the skin or something like that, and it's not necessarily just because of you know end times views and things like that, but just uh when when you're doing that you're you were talking here about control and things. It seems to me you're giving over the potential anyway for control and and I know that AI technology can even know your thoughts and everything from what I understand, and so I wanted your thoughts on that a little bit. How much do we give over our body, i guess, in a sense to the potential for AI to control us?
2: Yeah, so I would say I'm trying to keep an open mind to exceptions. I think of the medical industry, like if you have somebody who is paralyzed, I know Elon Musk is working with his team to create some brain chips where you can actually control movement and have some really, I mean, the technology sounds amazing. I don't have a lot of experience with it, but from what I'm told is happening, I mean, that could be amazing medically. And okay, in a situation like that, would I say, no, do not participate in any of that technology, even though it'll help you move and have you have you experience a lot more of life? You know, you should not do that. I can't tell people that. But at the same time, I would say there is a danger with every inch you give to the government or any kind of authority, they're going to just keep trying to take more. You know, now we have credit cards or Apple Pay or whatever. Well, if if we somehow said, hey, we're just going to put a chip in our in our hand and that's going to function as our Apple Pay, it'll be great, I'd say, no, listen, if that becomes our main source of currency, that also means that you could just shut that off and say, nope, you didn't obey or uh, you didn't watch the right program and so now you are deducted from the, uh, your ability to pay or so. You want to diversify things, you don't want to streamline everything to make it easy for people to manipulate you or to control you, and so that that would be my big concern too. And that I think we're we're similar on that. end, is that the more you streamline things or the more control you give, like say the government, it just becomes much more difficult to have freedom. And ultimately, one of the most important things that we stand for as Christians is for human freedom, because God created us in His image to be free and to express ourselves through creativity and whatnot. And so. I think that that is worth making a big deal over saying, you know what? I do not want to do that, not just because of some sort of autonomy or God rebelliousness or whatever, but just because God created us as image bearers of his, which carries with it a certain capacity for freedom and the free exercise of desire.
1: Yeah, thank you. Very well put. My guest again, Peter Gaiman. We're talking about... Artificial Intelligence from a Biblical Worldview And I hope you will stick around For the final segment of the broadcast here I do also hope that you will support The business sponsors of the Plum Line Either by doing business with them If you can utilize their services Or at least reach out and say thanks to them Because they are the ones who make it possible For the show to be on the radio in your area So please do reach out to them and say thanks or use their services. You can reach me anytime at this email, radio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, radio at gmail.com. You can learn more about the show and even listen to it through my national sponsor websites, r4h.com slash the letter R-F-O-R-H.com slash You can check that out and stay tuned for more.
2: Hey, by any chance, do you know of any attorneys or aspiring attorneys who seek to make honoring Christ and following his word the centerpiece of their practice? Or maybe that describes you, an attorney who desires to practice as part of a firm that seeks to honor Christ and display his character to every client. The Brit, Iowa-based law firm Sigrith Jones Lips and Backey is seeking to hire an attorney for their growing and active practice throughout North Central Iowa. Please reach out to them at 641 843 4451.
1: Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Batt at Opendoor Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker dealer and registered investment advisor. Opendoor Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. Support for the Plumline Radio Ministry is provided by Lori Hammer, functional nutritional therapy practitioner and neuro-nutrition expert. Lori specializes in brain balancing and hormone health. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, depression, brain injury, or hormone disruption, Lori is the practitioner for you. She sees a wide variety of clients throughout the world, virtually or in person. You can find more information about Lori at LoriHammer.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E Hammer.com. You're tuned into The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm joined by Peter Gaiman, a professor from Shepherds Theological Seminary in Cary, North Carolina. We're talking about artificial intelligence from a biblical worldview today. And I have mentioned a couple of times that I've done other shows on this subject. You can look those up when you go to Spotify, for example, and put in The Plum Line with Jay Rudolph if you want to hear some of the other editions or the first part of this broadcast as well. Well, Peter, we want to talk a little bit about the good of AI because it can be harnessed and utilized for many good purposes. One of those really is the advance of the gospel. I guess, in a way, it can make the spread of the gospel even more effective or be able to reach places where it couldn't before and all sorts of things using this technology.
2: Yeah, let me tell you a story about this because I was blown away when I did this, first of all. And so we talked a little bit about how something like ChatGPT or these other large language models are trained on hundreds of thousands of books, 170,000 books plus what's on the internet. And many of those books are actually Christian books and not just Christian in name, but actually in solid, good, biblical doctrine. And so one of the first questions I ever asked ChatGPT actually was, how does one become a Christian? Or I think I asked, how does one get to heaven? Okay, so I'm just like, all right, let's Show me what you got, ChatGPT. And ChatGPT did such a great job. ChatGPT said, "You know, the way to get to heaven is to confess your sin, repent from your sin, and believe in Jesus Christ alone for salvation." And you know, basically quoting Bible verses and just saying how Jesus is the only way to heaven. It's not through good works that we're saved, but only through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and I was blown away because I'm I was expecting you know some sort of corrupted presentation of the gospel that you can work or earn your way to heaven or something like that. Right. But no, ChatGPT was just very on point saying, no, it's only through Jesus Christ and faith in him that you can have eternal life. And I was thinking, wow, this is good. And I found out later it was because it had been trained on a couple of very solid books, which had, had given good biblical argumentation on that. Now, I will say that that's a lesson in and of itself is that an artificial intelligence system is basically only as good as the material it's trained on. So in this case, you know, I think it did very well in other subjects. It doesn't do very well at all, but thinking specifically about how these artificial intelligence, technological advances can, can help further that, that gospel presentation. Well, one of the things that I'm most excited about is being able to help translate some of the English material, which has gospel presentation into other languages. You know, these large language models, the reason they're so effective is because they are trained on these vast amounts of data, both in, let's say, English is primary, but then you have all these other languages being built up as well. I've been trained in a few languages, so I, I tested, you know, what does this look like in Hebrew? What does this look like in Greek? What does this look like in French, German, Spanish? You know, I have familiarity with those languages, so I was able to check some of it, and you know, ChatGPT has such a vast database that it's able to take these ideas and communicate them in those languages. Now, let, let me tell you where this is perhaps most exciting. We're so spoiled living, many of the listeners, living in, in the Western world, right? But there are plenty of areas in the world where we still have, if not unreached people groups, we have people groups that do not have the Bible written in their language, And so one area that I think is most exciting here is that you think about what artificial intelligence is capable of. In the past, you would have to have a missionary go live among the people, learn the language well enough to be able to translate it. And when they translate it, then they're they're doing it by hand, they're copying all that. Well, now what you could do is, I mean, the technology is there now is you could get an artificial intelligence database and go and just record all of these conversations of these tribe members or whatever uh, where they're communicating in their language. And then the artificial intelligence would create a database of correlation of words and all that and essentially learn the language for you. And then it would aid you in translating that. I still think you would have to have somebody who's familiar enough to be able to oversee the process and make sure there w- weren't any errors. But I can't tell you how exciting this is from a language learning process and a Bible translation process. It's going to speed up that process exponentially with the ability to learn a language, process a language, and then even get tips and ideas about how different phrases might be translated from our Bible into this this native language, which has not had the Bible translated into it. So super exciting stuff. Mm,
1: Yeah, definitely. In Peter's answer there, folks, in the listening audience, the gospel was encapsulated, at least a snapshot of it anyway, and I want to just share that if someone's tuning in right now, and listening to a fascinating discussion about artificial intelligence, but doesn't even you know know what the, we mean by the this good news, which is what the gospel means, I want to have you reach out to me. I'm going to share my email address again because it's vastly more important that we communicate how you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that helps you, too, because you can understand these things from a biblical worldview as you receive Christ and then you're given the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives you guidance, wisdom, insight, understanding about topics like artificial intelligence. And so, if that's kind of foreign to you, what I'm sharing there, reach out to me at this email address, and I want to connect so we can go over the gospel and help you to see your need for a Savior and then come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. By grace through faith is the way that's accomplished, as Peter pointed out, not by works, anything we do or don't do. And here's that email radio at gmail.com. Plum is P L U M B, the Plumline Radio at gmail.com. Well, we could utilize another hour or probably a whole week's worth of broadcasts here, Peter, to even get through a little bit of this here. We've kind of scratched the surface on a lot of things, but I'm going to, I guess, pose to you the final question being, what do you want the listener to take home from all of this discussion that we've had here? I don't want to miss anything super important that you wanted to hit on. So, what do you want them to take home?
2: You know, I would just encourage you know, the listener to, to really be aware of these dangers, but benefits as well. And, and I would say the dangers are almost more immediate because one of the things we didn't talk about would just be even the, the scams, the phishing attempts, phishing meaning the, the sending of emails to try to sure. solicit response and things like that. All those are dangers that the listener really needs to be aware of and just know that these are new times where the threats are going to be difficult. I just read a news story where a grandma was called by her 17-year-old granddaughter and asked for $10,000. She gave it without thinking about it because it was her granddaughter's voice and all that, but it was all artificial intelligence, Mm. and she had gotten scammed out of $10,000. So there are a lot of dangers, and we need to be aware of those. That's why we have episodes like this to prepare for those dangers. But then at the same time, to just understand that there are tremendous benefits as well And so when we think about the biblical principles here, don't just say, okay, let's not touch it at all, because it's a tool. And and the thing we need to remember is that artificial intelligence is a tool which can be used for good or it can be used for evil, and it's the person itself that's going to use it for good or for evil. In and of itself, artificial intelligence is not good or evil.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, Peter, uh, thank you so much for being with me. I do want to mention, folks, the Bible Sojourner. You can look up the podcast. In fact, I just noticed here it's on Spotify for podcasters, just like the Plum Line is. So when you go to listen to the Plum Line, look up the Bible Sojourner from Peter Gaiman as well. And I'm sure you can find uh, episodes that are dealing with AI and hear lots more about this. So thank you so much, Peter.
2: My pleasure, Jay. Thanks for having
1: me. Peter Gaiman, again, a professor from Shepherds Theological Seminary in Cary, North Carolina. And I appreciate you tuning in. As I said, there's a lot more that I would love to have time to address here, and so we will try to do that in future episodes as well. I'm sure artificial intelligence will be a topic of discussion from a biblical worldview many, many times here on The Plumb Line. Thanks to you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most
2: respected generals in the military.
0: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.